Hey friends, thanks for joining another episode of Cast the Word. Today we want to talk to you about the rapture. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today's episode. Today we want to talk to you on the subject of the rapture. And the rapture is a subject that most, if not all, Christians have at least heard of at some point in their walk with God, whether they believe in the rapture or what school of thought that they follow, that may differ from person to person, but most can at least agree that they've heard of the term, the rapture. Yes, I feel like it's a topic that Christians like to debate a lot of times, but believing one view over the other doesn't get you into heaven. And it's okay if your opinion is different. Exactly. These are questions that are widely debated and often discussed in the church today. So that's what we want to talk about today. We want to kind of go through the the term, the rapture. Where did the term come from? Is the term biblical? When will the rapture happen? And so on. There are several schools of thought about this topic. And what we want to hopefully accomplished today by the help of the Lord is to just be able to articulate what our opinions are about the rapture and um, provide some scriptural precedent for it. Amen. Amen. So um, the first thing we want to go through, I guess we can tackle, let's, let's talk about the term, the rapture in and of itself. Um, There's many people that, uh, I think that may be skeptics of the rapture. Um, those people, typically, you, you hear um, the argument, well, the term rapture is not even in the Bible. Yes. And that's right. something that that, uh, that the skeptics hold on to. And they're right. Yep. It's not in the Bible, is it? It's not. Um, the term rapture is actually not in Scripture, um, but neither is the term trinity, um, but... Mm-hmm we know that to be true. It's the concept, right? It's the, it's our, it's our English word to put a name to the event. Exactly. And the event is what is in the Bible. The, the event of the rapture is in the Bible. First Thessalonians four sixteen says for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Yes, so that it says caught up in Scripture, and that's where they get rapture from. The New Testament was actually written in Greek. So if you look at the Greek, um, they use the word harpezo, which means caught up. And that's where the term rapture comes from. Right. Where uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, where it says, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. The Greek word there is then we who are alive and remain shall be harpezoed yes. together. Yes. Uh, and you said it means to snatch away suddenly. Yes. And that's where we get the term 
rapture from. Um, harpezo means to be snatched away. It's the concept. It's the event that um, that you know where we get the the term the rapture. It comes from that Greek word. Yes. One thing that's interesting here is that the Bible is clear in speaking to the fact that this is a literal event. This is actually something that will take place. Exactly. And uh, the the debate for those that are in support of what the Scripture says and support the, um, I guess, uh, ascribe to the belief that there will be a rapture one day, well, then the next question is when. <laughs> and that's exactly. that's where you get your uh, YouTube videos and your... Um, books that are written that, you know, somebody somewhere has got the magic code that they figured prophecy. out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They've somehow fig- cracked the code that, exactly. um, that this will happen at a certain time. We'll get into that in just a second. But another scripture I want to read is from 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through verse 53. And it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal put on immortality. Um, what a awesome scripture of promise, a scripture of encouragement, um, a scripture of just con- continued validation that this uh, rapture is an event and it will actually take place in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye. Yes. It could very much happen today. That's right. That, that's what we believe. We, you know, the scriptures tell us to watch, and be watchful, you know, keep your eyes open, um, know the t- signs of the times, right? Uh, it's incumbent upon us as believers to stay ready and stay watching. Yes. And Matthew 24, 36 says, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. So not even Jesus knows when this is going to take place. So whenever there is people out there saying they know what day or Um, what month this is going to take place, you need to be careful and be, be aware that nobody knows, but our heavenly father is the only one that knows when this event is going to take place. Right. Exactly. No, there is no narrowing it down to a specific day time. Um, but like I said, there are seasons, right? There's the scriptures clear that there are seasons that to be watchful for. And, um, but yeah, no one, no one knows the day nor hour. Hate to put that bummer out there for everybody, but he will um, come like a thief in the night. Exactly. And, And let me pause real quick and just identify here that there is a difference when in the church community, we hear the words, the rapture, and we hear the words, the second coming, um, you know, these words oftentimes are used interchangeably, but I just want to pause for a moment and identify the fact that there is a difference because the second coming, this, it, or uh, you, you might hear it referred to as the second advent, that is different from the rapture um, because the rapture, uh, Jesus doesn't set foot on the earth 
we meet him in the clouds. So there is no, you know, Jesus does not come back and set his foot on earth until the second advent. And that's when um, we read in scripture where he puts his foot on the Mount of Olives and cleaves it in two. You know, we ride back with the Lord in uh, with on white horses. Um, All of that is at the second advent. So we're going to get into some of the timing discussion here in a minute, but I just wanted to just um, pause for a moment and just identify the fact that there are two different events. There's the rapture and then there's the actual second coming. And um, we, I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag. We believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. So what we believe is that there will be a rapture. There will be seven years on earth of a period of tribulation. Um, Scriptures uh, in other places in scriptures, we read it as the time of Jacob's trouble. Um, It is the tribulation period. Daniel's 70th week is another term that's used, and that is a seven-year period that we believe, uh, because we believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, we believe that there will be a rapture. There will be seven years of tribulation uh, broken up into the first three and a half years and the second three and a half years, with the second three and a half being the great tribulation. And then after that seven-year tribulation, then you get to the second coming, the second advent, where we will literally come back with the Lord Jesus on white horses and he will lock the enemy up for a thousand years. Amen. And what an event that will be. Absolutely. Uh, when he locks the enemy up for a thousand years, that'll be a great, mm-hmm. a great, uh, we'll, and we'll be there to see it. Praise God. Yes. Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that includes the enemy. Um, so um, those that uh, face uh you know, the, the trials and tribulations that come our way, the accuser of the brethren, we will be there um, on that great day, and what a wonderful day that will be. Um, let me read a scripture here, Luke 17, and going back to um, some of our commentary here about how we don't know the date or the time or the year or the month, um, but we do know the signs of the times, right? And Luke seventeen twenty six says this, And as it was in the days of Noah, so will it also be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built... But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. We know that um, in the last days, people will no longer endure sound doctrine. There will be a great falling away. We could, you know, go scripture by scripture and highlight that there are signs of the times and, and you don't have to be a prophet to look out there and see that the world is a wicked place uh, in this late hour. Yes, and also Matthew 24, 3 through 14 is another um, part of Scripture that talks about the end times and what to look out for as well. Um, And I can read just some of that. Um, So the disciples came to Jesus and asked, what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, 
Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but in the end is not but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Yeah, they're, I mean, that is just going on. I know, just look at the world right now. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, like I said, you don't have to be a prophet to look out there and see how we're there. Yes. And I know the skeptics will say, well, the church has been saying that for 2,000 years. You know, we're in the last days. We're in the last, well, we are. We have been in the last days for the past 2,000 years. <laughs> right. When Jesus ascended, we were in the last days. We are in the age, the dispensation of grace, the age of, of that time. We are in the church age. We are in the time of God-given mercy, but there will come a time when the last person is saved, the last Gentile comes into the fold of salvation, and it will mark the end of the church age. And what marks the end of the church age is the rapture, where Jesus comes to the clouds. We meet the Lord. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we shall meet the Lord in the air and forever be with the Lord. And, you know, what's interesting about First Thessalonians 4, verses 16 through, actually, I think it's 16 through 18. Um, I might have said 17 earlier. But yeah. the last verse there is, comfort one another with these words. These words should be a source of comfort for us. They should not uh, cause us distress or anguish. The rapture is not a scary event. It's an event that brings us comfort. And that's why Paul said comfort one another with these words, which I think is a great segue into when will the rapture happen? Now, again, I, let me let me be clear. We do not know specifically when it will happen as far as pinpointing an exact date, but there are three common beliefs as to when the rapture might occur, and they relate it to the tribulation. So will the rapture happen before the tribulation? Will the rapture happen in the middle of the tribulation period? Or will the rapture happen at the end of the tribulation period? And those three opinions um, are... Uh, wide opinions in the church. Many, many um, believing Christians um, believe that uh, the rapture will happen pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib. And like Brandy mentioned at the beginning of this podcast episode, it's not one answer doesn't mean that you are more saved or that, um, you know, well, you're post-trib, so that means you're not going to heaven. You know, these, these are things that we can agree to disagree and still be okay. But I do want to spend a moment talking about uh, these three um, opinions on when when the rapture will take place. And again, this is this is all in relation to the tribulation period. So again, what in case you don't know, what is the tribulation? The tribulation is a seven-year period split into two sections, the first three and a half years or the first 42 months and the second 42 months or the second three and a half years. And I mention it that way because that's how it's mentioned in scripture in various different places. 
Jeremiah chapter 30 refers to it as the time of Jacob's, Jacob's trouble. We also hear it referred to as Daniel's 70th week. And without going into great detail, because this episode's not on the tribulation, it's on the rapture, but we gotta, you got to have some foundation to understand where we're going with the pre, mid, and post-trib um, yes. schools of thought. But go, without going into much great detail, the last three and a half years is the worst. The last three and a half years is called the Great Tribulation, and that is that is the worst of the seven-year period. But suffice it to say that the Tribulation in general will be a period of hell on earth. Yes. Antichrist will reign. The mark of the beast will be present. It will be a time of great distress for those on the earth. That's why it's important to get right with God today. Yes, because yes, I was going to say, like, um, the rap, you were saying the rapture isn't a scary event or anything, but it could be for those of you yeah. that are not saved. Um, and you realize that your family and friends that were saved and told you about Jesus Christ are gone now. And now, you know, you're going to possibly be going through hell on earth or God's wrath. And then that's going to be the hardest time for you to get saved. Um, really? Yeah. And here's the thing. We think it's bad now. Imagine when the church is gone. Yeah. We're the church is the light of the world. We should be. Yes. We should be the light that can be seen, salt that can be tasted. We are here to keep the darkness at bay through our acts of prayer, through our obedience to the word, through our pursuit to be more Christ like. These are all characters that character traits that the church should possess. So when the church is gone, remove the church, you're going to have complete darkness. Absolutely. You're going to, you're going to have complete hell on earth. And, 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 you know, that's why to your point today is the day of your salvation. Yes. You, you, you know, if you're not right with the Lord, you're not promised tomorrow Mm-mm. and the Lord could come back at any moment. And then, you know, if you're, if you're not right with God and the Lord comes back to get the church, um, you'll be left behind. Yeah. And and you got one shot there. You got one shot. So um, there is a heaven, there is a hell. You live one time, don't blow it. Amen. <laughs> and you can receive salvation within the tribulation period. Yes. It's just going to be harder, of course, because you're going to have to take the mark of the beast in order to buy or sell or anything like that. Um, and if they find out you haven't taken that mark, then you're more than likely going to get beat or killed, or it's going to be a tough time to be saved. There will be a time in the tribulation (laughs) period where you won't be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast and failure to get the mark of the beast will result in a beheading. Yeah. It will result in death. Um, and, and, potentially torture beforehand. So, you know, it's not anything to, to play around with. Um, I've heard folks say, well, if I miss the rapture, I'll get saved during the tribulation and be all right. Well, you know, be careful. Um, don't take God's grace for granted. Um, don't just make that assumption, you know, live, live how you want to live party. Like you want to party now and get right with God later. You're not guaranteed that opportunity. Um, you're not guaranteed to, uh, survive the night. Um, so, you know, we definitely don't want to play around with that. Um, 
because to Brandy's point, yes, salvation can happen during the great tribute or during the tribulation, but uh, it it will be difficult. Yeah, uh, you it'll will be a tough time. You like, will be hunted. Uh, yeah. You will be living underground, so to speak, um, uh, as a believer. Um, but we do know that the Bible is clear. There will be those saved during the great, during the tribulation period. Yeah. So, um, but during the tribulation period, the Antichrist will reign. The mark of the beast will be present, and it will be a time of great disaster. Um, so we we uh, again um, are are ascribing to the belief that the scripture is clear um, on a pre-tribulation rapture. Um, I think that um, again there are opinions of pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib uh, rapture, and uh, we believe in the pre-trib because the one the first and foremost um, great example is the scripture, the the rapture scripture that we've read several times already, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, uh, 4, 16, 17, and 18. And it ends with saying, comfort with these words. Well, think about this for a second. How can you comfort one another with these words if the, tribul- if the rapture were to happen post-trib? Mm-hmm. And you got to live through that seven-year yeah, right. period it's of tribulation, <laughs> um, and then it's like, okay, well, then then the rapture will happen. It, well, okay, well, comfort each other with these words. Well, there's not much comfort if you got to know you're going to survive through the tribulation period. And here's the other thing: if you know, you know, like we kind of highlighted this uh, very briefly, that um, the events after the tribulation will be the church, the bride of Christ, riding back with the Lord to the earth where there will be the great battle of Armageddon and um, where the Lord Jesus Christ will lock up the enemy and we will reign on earth with Christ as kings and priests for a thousand years. The millennium, millennial kingdom happens after um, the battle of Armageddon. Now, that being said, if the post post-tribulation rapture were the case think about this we're gonna so we're gonna walk we're gonna go through the seven-year tribulation then we're gonna be raptured up and then immediately we're just gonna turn around and come back with the lord right (laughs) and there's also supposed to be a marriage supper of the lamb that takes place as well so it just doesn't really make sense to have that time in between that to take place. Exactly. And in other places in scripture it says he's not appointed us unto wrath. Yeah. Um, I don't have the verse right at, right in front of me, but I he, think, I think it's Romans five, nine. You might be thinking of since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? So, you know, we know during the tribulation period, if you read Revelation chapters 4 and on until, until Jesus returns, I believe it's chapter 19 or somewhere around there, that whole chunk of Scripture is about events that happen during the tribulation period where there's judgments being poured out. Yes. Um, that is what will take place during the tribulation period. Well, if, he, if he's not appointed us under wrath... Why would we live through that tribulation period, enduring those judgments, enduring the mark of the beast, enduring the, the, what the scripture says, that there will be beheadings uh, for those that do not take the mark and, and stick with the Lord? Um, 
well, that doesn't sound like, uh, like, like we said that there's no comfort there. And we know that's a period of wrath that will be poured out on the earth. And then there was another scripture I was going to mention, um, Revelation 3.10, because you have kept my command to persevere. I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Amen. So just to sum it up, the rapture is a biblical event that the scripture is clear will take place in the future, and it has not taken place yet. Uh, The rapture and Christ's second coming is two separate events. Mm -hmm. Also, while no one knows the time or day, there are commonly held beliefs as to when the rapture will happen from the time period surrounding the tribulation, either pre, mid, or post-tribulation rapture. Mm-hmm. And we believe the scripture supports more of a pre-tribulation rapture. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. One thing we didn't mention is that if you look at Revelation, um, Re- the first uh, three chapters of Revelation uh, speaks to the um, seven churches of Asia, which are you know, representative of, of the church. Uh, they speak to the spiritual state of the churches throughout the ages as well. Philadelphia and Smyrna being the good churches and the rest, you know, we, we hear a lot about the church of Laodicea, the lukewarm church, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting is that once you turn the chapter uh, from chapter three to chapter four, when John gets caught up into heaven, the church isn't mentioned anymore during the tribulation uh, judgments, um, during those, those, those seals that are open, those judgments that come when you read the book of revelation from chapter four through, I, I believe, like I said, I think, I think it's chapter 19 when Jesus comes back, that tribulation, uh, section, the church isn't mentioned. Yeah. The church is not mentioned as being there. And that is a big sign for, for me personally to lean towards the pre-trib rapture. Um, just like you said, so. Praise God. Anything else to add in? I don't think so. I think we've covered it. (laughs) Praise God. Well, thank you guys so much for sticking around and and listening to this podcast. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. We covered your prayers um, towards this ministry. And we just encourage everybody, stay strong in the faith. And we look forward to talking to you next time. 